Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is a view from the top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Garduño. Today with me, I have Conrad Merino, head of blockchain success of NIR Foundation. The NIR Foundation's goal is to foster ecosystem development and innovation through grant funding. It provides an ecosystem with a vast number of applications, infrastructure, and support built by a never expanding network of developers, entrepreneurs, and creatives. Thank you, Conrad, very much for being here with us. And to begin with the interview, first of all, we would like you to introduce yourself, to introduce Near Foundation, and what your role is within this company. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thank you, Sofia, for the opportunity to be here with you on your podcast. So my name is Conrad Perino. I'm the head of blockchain success at Near Foundation. Near Foundation is the organization whose mission is to promote the adoption of the blockchain technology and Web3. We are super proud to have one of the best blockchain solutions currently on the market called Near Blockchain. And um, as Near Foundation, we are working on different initiatives and projects around the globe to promote the adoption of our blockchain technology and broader tech solutions based on the blockchain. I am half Polish, half Peruvian. This is why I have a very exotic English accent. I was born in Peru in Latin America. I grew up in Poland. During my studies, I had the opportunity to live in France, in Spain, but also in Mexico. And then once I graduated, I decided to start a career in investment banking. So I worked for some time as investment banker in Europe. However, I always wanted to work on some real projects. So I shifted very quickly to a packaging industry. And within the packaging industry, I discovered the flair of entrepreneur. So I decided to start my own company in Poland in the education technology space. And working in the tech industry, in the internet space, I quickly learned about this cool technology called blockchain. So I started to go through this rabbit hole and educating myself about tokens, about different solutions that can be facilitated by blockchain and decided to orient my career in this space. So I started working for Kraken a few years ago, which is one of the largest crypto exchanges in the world. And um, during that time, I had the opportunity to combine my passion with a career. So I learned a lot about cryptocurrencies, about how this industry operates. And uh, the next step for me was to work closer with uh, one of the many crypto projects. And I uh, decided to join Near Ecosystem as a Near Foundation employee because I believe it's a very unique technology, but also a very unique environment because we try always to foster collaboration across different ecosystem partners that range from startups, big enterprises, governments. So this is where I am here. So happy to be part of this podcast and, and talk more about it. Well, thank you very much for introducing yourself. I'm sure that your background and your experience will add a lot of value to this conversation. And for our members of the audience who may have doubts about this subject, could you elaborate a bit into what exactly blockchain is and how can it improve the business landscape? Sure, absolutely. So blockchain is a decentralized computer network, which enables peer-to-peer -peer transaction. And unlike many centralized networks, it doesn't depend on one authority. 
to approve the transaction. So it's permissionless usually, which involves different parts of network participants to approve the transaction. So the big advantage of blockchain technology is that it provides transparency around the transactions, around the participants of the network, which is so needed in the business world today and also in many emerging markets where the component of trust is broken. So you asked me how it can improve the business landscape. We strongly believe that the current way of using internet is broken. We see that there are plenty of big tech oligopolies that own all the user's data and uh, capture all the economic benefit behind the internet economy of today and blockchain enable to level the playing field and make every internet participant more autonomous, have get the control over the data and also rip off the benefits of uh, this fantastic innovation that we have called internet. There are different ways that blockchain has been improving the business landscape, right? So one is transparency that I mentioned. The other one is definitely efficiency. So as you know, uh, there are plenty of monetary transactions being executed over the internet and over centralized networks. And uh, we can see it, especially in cross-border transactions and payments that usually it's very costly to move money around. So I know that Mexico has plenty of immigrants living in USA and when they're sending money back to their families to Mexico, companies like Western Union take a big cut, right? So having the ability to move monetary value across the internet at the fraction of the cost, is a huge advantage. And you mentioned that in some countries, trust is broken within the business landscape. And this made me think a lot about Mexico, no? sadly. But can you elaborate on how these technical features that you're explaining address the specific pain points faced by the Mexican companies and what potential hurdles you foresee in adoption and implementation of blockchain? Sure. So um, going back in time and in looking at history, blockchain was created to facilitate the peer-to-peer payment network. And this was the invention of Bitcoin. With time, the financial innovation around the blockchain technology became much more sophisticated and advanced. Nowadays, we have plenty of decentralized finance solution, which enable for people to have an alternative financial system than traditional finance. And this is a huge advantage because in many opportunities, keeping your savings in an autonomous way on your wallet that belongs to you, that you're the custodian, is a huge advantage. Because in many instances we've seen with the collapse of big institutions, people are very vulnerable and depend on the third party to store their wealth. So the beauty of the blockchain technology and the cryptocurrencies in general is that you give power to the individuals to be able to store their wealth on chain, which belongs to you and no one can touch, right? So that's one of the advantages of improving the trust in the ecosystem, like blockchain technology, self-custody gives you power to have more control over your finances. Another area where the trust can be improved is definitely around the voting and decision-making process. So in nowadays world, you have all these centralized entities making decisions on our behalf, and it ranges from big corporations to governments. And um, blockchain technology has the ability to make the voting more democratic by the DAO mechanism. So DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization, 
where all the members are able to vote on the proposal on-chain. So it basically democratizes the decision-making process for many institutions. That's another point. Another really cool idea that we've seen being adopted by many businesses is the fractionalization of ownership. So in the past, to be able to own a building or let's say sports team, it was a very expensive asset. And now with blockchain technology, you're able to fractionalize the ownership of it, which means you have an asset and you can split it in parts and distribute these parts to smaller investors or owners. And uh, we've been super proud as Near Foundation to have uh, really good uh, use cases in all of these aspects. And how does Near Foundation identify and prioritize key sectors in the Mexican market where blockchain solutions can drive significant innovation and create a sustainable value? So, um, Sofia, we are not focusing on one particular market. So blockchain is a technology that is being developed globally. And we are super proud to see the spirit of building products and projects uh, in a very international environment. So usually whenever we launch a product on the blockchain, it's accessible to everyone because it's on the internet. So we do not have like specific Mexican solution. We have solutions that are available to Mexican people because they are on the internet and they're on the blockchain. We have launched recently a very Latino focused project together with a company called Bloomer, which is a social media platform very similar to TikTok or Instagram. Speaking of Mexican market, as whole Latin America, we believe that the adoption of blockchain is very promising for a couple of reasons. First of all, population that is very open to innovation. And we've seen that the adoption of uh, cryptocurrencies in Mexico is very popular because coming from Peru, I know that a lot of Latin American countries struggle with problems like inflation, problems like access to banking. So we are a huge believer that Latin America is one of the markets that has very strong adoption potential. So that's why one of the reasons why we decided to uh, support a project like Bloomer, which brings not only the social media networking aspect to its users, but also empowers them with their cryptocurrency. Perfect, Conrad. Thank you very much. Definitely, there are a lot of opportunities to capitalize on with this technology, and I hope this continues to evolve. And, and now we want to talk about cybersecurity. We know that cybersecurity remains a paramount concern for business worldwide. So how does the Near Protocol's approach to security and decentralization address the unique cybersecurity challenge faced by all companies right now? Sure. And cybersecurity is a big topic in the blockchain space because, as you know, we've been hearing hacks. Uh, so last week, there was one big centralized finance protocol that had a cybersecurity breach, which made uh, financial losses. This is why we approach cybersecurity with very big focus and attention. So cybersecurity requires special security audits done by um, a specialized cybersecurity company. Luckily, since the foundation of the new blockchain, we never had a problem. We have never been hacked as a blockchain. Also, we're one of the few blockchains that never went down, which is also something very important to mention because all these blockchains depend on the throughput and the number of transactions. And we are super proud to be one of the most used blockchains in the world of the system to be more resilient because if one node 
goes down or one element of the blockchain goes down, there are other elements that are still in place to be able to validate this transaction. Perfect. That's super interesting, Conrad. And I'm glad to hear that you haven't been subjects from one of these attacks. So congratulations on that. And we know that blockchain adoption might not be as easy as it may seem for companies. So we want to know how did you assist companies in navigating this transformational journey? And what strategies do you employ to overcome potential resistance to change? So as, as I mentioned to you, the way we try to grow our ecosystem is twofold. On one hand, we are looking for innovative startups that are building very interesting products on our blockchain. And on the second hand, we are trying to partner up with existing enterprises, existing companies to see whether we can help them with the innovation process and see whether the blockchain can improve some of their existing processes and products. So there are two types of selecting the right partners. On the startup side, we are looking mostly at the founders. So whether these founders and the teams have a good experience in building companies, building products, driving the innovation, but also building on the technical side, right? So we're looking definitely in the quality of the engineering talent that is within the startup team that we decide to invest in or promote or partner up, right? On the enterprise side, we are always trying to figure out whether there is an opportunity for our blockchain to drive the innovation and whether for this particular use case, there's a need for a blockchain. So I can mention here about two enterprise-level partnerships that we have launched recently. One is uh, with the Grupo Nutresa, which is a large Latin American food company based out of Colombia, and I'm sure they also sending products to Mexican markets. We have launched with them a loyalty and rewards program that is based on our blockchain. So people who are buying the Grupo Nutresa products will receive the loyalty points that are stored on the blockchain. And the reason for this partnership was that Grupo Nutresa back at the time had tens of different loyalty programs across different brands, across different products. So for them, it was very difficult to manage from the consolidated group perspective. And our blockchain enabled them to have a better transparency across different brands, across different portfolio products, where these points are going to. And on the user side, it enables a much easier management of these products. Because imagine you are buying one brand of Grupo Nutresa, and then you can spend the same points from one brand into the other brands of the same group, which is a huge advantage. Another example of the existing established company where we did a very exciting product partnership was with the sports League SailGP, which is a sailing competition owned by Larry Allison, who is the founder of Oracle. Together with them, we have been working on a new loyalty and rewards solution for their hardcore fans. So currently, if you are a fan of this sports league, you can access a very unique experiences thanks to the fact that you have a wallet. You can collect digital collectibles, NFTs, loyalty points, on this wallet that are exclusive for this particular race. And then thanks to accumulating them, you can exchange them to different experiences. So you can have a more intimate experiences as a fan of the sports league by uh, having access to the backstage of some of the competitions or spending more time with the sports team sailors of your team that you're supporting. So there are different ways of innovating this 
whole user experience and building this stronger level of loyalty and, and customer intimacy on the back of the solutions that are based on the blockchain, which is NFTs and tokens. Thanks for sharing these examples because it really helps us to understand how this technology can add value across multiple industries. So it was super interesting. Thank you very much for that. Another topic that we always like to cover is sustainability. So we want to know how does this technology could help to have an impact on this aspect? So sustainability is a big topic, especially in the blockchain space, because historically the whole industry had a bad uh, stigma due to the fact that Bitcoin relies on proof of work, which is a consensus mechanism that requires a lot of computing power. And this requires a lot of energy to power all these computers. In the case of our blockchain, we are proof of stake, which is an alternative mechanism to validate the transactions on the blockchain which uses algorithm, which is much more sophisticated than the proof of stake that Bitcoin uses, which makes our blockchain much more green and much more sustainable. On top of it, new blockchain has a very strong commitment towards environment and we offset all our CO2 emissions that are generated by the fact that our blockchain is still operating on the internet using electricity. The way blockchain can help different companies with their ESG mandate is mostly around driving the transparency. And we've seen plenty of solutions that are using blockchain to track the CO2 emissions or provide the offsetting mechanism for this. So uh, we are super proud that we have a partnership with a company called Open Forest Protocol, which enables to track the offsetting of the CO2 thanks to the planting the forests. So on the blockchain, you're able to see how many plants they have planted in the forest and how much it offsets CO2, which is a very interesting solution. So definitely we expect more innovation coming up in the space that will drive stronger sustainability. And I think that's super relevant that you talk about transparency and sustainability because right now customers are demanding more transparency from companies, right? In this specific topic. So it's super interesting how this technology can support this mission. And we have talked a lot about the technology. We have talked about the company, but now we want you to give us a piece of advice to any person who is still unsure of the value or best way to approach investing as an individual. So so what would you say to us? So first of all, New Foundation is not involved in the investment slash speculation aspect of cryptocurrencies, right? And definitely we know that this is a very exciting use case uh, for the blockchain technology. What differs us from other blockchain is that we are focusing on the real life use cases. So we are uh, trying to see what are the use cases that drive the utility and solve a real life problem. So in general, as a first step to a person who is interested in the blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies, I always recommend to read about this topic. So usually the first point is to go onto the internet and, you know, read about Bitcoin because it's the first cryptocurrency that used the blockchain technology to facilitate peer-to-peer -peer transactions. And then depending on their personal interests, there are different ways to experiment with blockchain. So if someone is into trading or financial markets, there are plenty of DeFi applications. So one of the DeFi projects, which is a decentralized exchange 
that is built on Nero is called Red Finance. So people who are interested, they can go and, and check it out. Um, people who are interested in health and fitness, they can download one of our flagship partners called Sweat Economy, where if you download the app, you can walk and earn as a reward a token called a sweat coin. And this token can be exchanged with US dollar because this token is listed on, on different exchanges or swap to other currencies, or you can participate with this token in different raffles and competitions, which is a cool solution. So depending on your interest, there are plenty of companies that are using the power of blockchain, of the NFTs, of cryptocurrencies to solve some real problems, right? So it's very difficult for me to answer this question in a general manner because there's like currently on the near blockchain, there are over 2000 projects that are being built and this number is growing every day exponentially. So depending on who you are, what interests you, you can find something for yourself. And you mentioned that people have to read more to understand more this technology. So in order to expand the knowledge of our audience, what podcasts or books would you recommend so that they can have these tools for them to use? Sure. So look, I think a simple Google search is the first step, right? To understand the basic concepts. Then there are plenty of crypto media press. So there are plenty of publications in English, plenty of good press outlets such as Cointelegraph, Cointesk, Decrypt. There are plenty of them. I cannot recommend one or two because there are plenty of them. Then on the podcast sites, you can find a multitude of them, right? If you are interested to learn more about New Foundation specifically, I strongly advise to every podcast listener to visit our website which is near.foundation and also our portal called near.org where you can find the description of every project that is built on near and especially by entering near.org you can create your own profiles which would give you the equivalent of the near wallet which would enable you to interact and experiment with all these hundreds of applications that are being built on near whether it's a DeFi protocols, whether it's NFT marketplaces or some other stuff that may interest you. Perfect, Conrad. Thank you very much. And well, these were all the questions that we had prepared, but we always like to give the interviewee time and space to give some last statements. So if you want to add a last message to the audience, please feel free to do so. Thank you uh, once more for uh, the invitation. It's been very nice to chat to you and have this discussion. I really encourage everyone listening to this podcast to try and learn about this technology. It's not difficult. There are plenty of blockchains. Near blockchain is one of them. So if you want to learn more, feel free to visit us on near.foundation website or at near.org. And uh, you can also follow us uh, on the Twitter to stay up to date about different community events that we're organizing across the world. Perfect, Conrad. Thank you very much for, for this interview. It was super interesting, everything that you said. And for everyone listening, go check out Near Foundation in their website, social media, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating, and a review on whichever streaming platform you're using to listen to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about the Mexico business ecosystem, don't miss out on our daily audio articles written by the best experts across all industries. And we'll see you next Monday with a new View from the Top.